Walgreens knows you need your medications, but sometimes what you really need is a prescription for more time with your family or friends or just more time to do what you want on a Saturday afternoon. That's why Walgreens offers same-day prescription delivery to where you are. So you can get more than just your meds. You can get your prescription to save time at the pharmacy. And when you have pharmacy questions, which let's face it, we all do, Walgreens will be there for you with a helpful 24-7 pharmacy chat. So when you need to know, which med do I take before bed again? Or is it safe to have a glass of wine with my prescription? You can ask a Walgreens pharmacy expert that question, no matter where you are or what time of day it is. And that gives you more than just answers. It gives you your prescription for peace of mind. Delivery is available on eligible prescriptions only. See details at walgreens.com forward slash prescription delivery. Welcome to Dear Young Queen, the podcast. Gang, gang, gang. Present. Gang, gang, gang. (laughs) Gang's all here, Lex. Hello, girls. Welcome to Casa Lex. Yes, I love it here. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One thing here at Dear Young Queen, the podcast, at Casa Lex, you have a beautiful welcome drink. Mm-hmm. This one we'll call Blue Magic. Okay. Yeah. It is. Yes. Voila. Yes. Yes. Magic. <laughs> this particular drink, we have gin in here. We also have blueberries that are muddled and topped off with a little ginger beer and blackberry lemonade. Mm. Okay. Mm. Tasty. Just take out the liquor if you want a virgin drink. So that's what you have, sis. How do you like it? I love it. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I love and add, add a little mint to that. Just to You're, Are you it. always a mocktail kind of girl? Always. Got it. No mm-hmm. alcohol ever. Never. Ever. In your whole life or you've well, no. given up? You Not gave my it up. Whole life. Gave up. Okay, um, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Well, ladies, this is a packed house today. Mm-hmm. We got not one, but two incredible queens. That's right. Incredible Jamaican queens. Ooh. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. <laughs> Thank you for the intro. We love it. Right? No, the, for real, though, I know that you both rep your Jamaican heritage yeah. hard, strong. We love it. So I yes. couldn't. I had to. Had to put that in there. It's a big part of us. Yeah. But these two queens are best of friends mm-hmm. from Miami Gardens. Yes. They met in middle school. Yes. In 2005, they wow. founded an IT company together. Mm-hmm. About 10 years ago, Melissa, you were diagnosed with what we call mental illness. Yeah. A little over 10 yeah, years, yeah, not that too bit. much. Mm-hmm. And you became her caretaker. Mm-hmm. Caregiver. Sorry, yeah. we're learning language. That's yes. going to be a big piece a of big today. Piece. I'm excited for Lex and I to kind of be schooled yeah. okay. and Absolutely. learn and find out all the right things in language. But as our caregiver, mm-hmm. not taker, together you started a foundation. Yep. Yeah, and since right. then, you guys are out here traveling around the world, educating communities on mm-hmm. on mental illness, what it means to be a caregiver, and mm-hmm. how you can succeed and thrive yeah. in this world with mental illness. And yeah. that is incredible. We're lifting yeah. the stigma. Yes. I love yes. smashing the stigma. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So you were diagnosed yeah. with bipolar, OCD, mm-hmm. and there was one more. Schizoaffective disorder. Schizoaffective mm-hmm. disorder, yeah. And after that diagnosis, you became her caregiver. I was actually thrown into it. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. know I was becoming a caregiver. Yeah. And it was before that. 
You know, I just didn't know what I was caring for. So now I know what it was I was doing and I can identify and put a label on my works. Being bipolar one, you are manic or you have a depressive episode. So it's kind of you go fully in either. So that's why you're bipolar Mm. one, because you had a full manic episode. One Mm -hmm. meaning the level. Yes. So it's bipolar one is the title. Okay. And then you have bipolar two where you live in between those spaces. And it's difficult because you kind of cycle in and out, Mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily go as high as mania Mm -hmm. or as low as full depression. But in bipolar two. In bipolar two. In bipolar two. But me diagnosed with bipolar one, I go into both of those episodes fully. So I don't mm. cycle in and out of them. I could stay within those. Your Young Queen is a podcast about first and last. So mm. I figure the best way to dig into this is to start with a first time question for you both. Okay. I want whoever you think got the best version of the story to answer. <laughs> Mel, what was the first time or first instance that you believed, hey, I might need to go get some myself checked out? Mm. Or Gian? Mm. What was the first time or moment that you believed that you needed to have the honest conversation with Mel that, hey, I think maybe you should go and get checked out? It was, I don't think it was the same time. I think it was the same event (laughs) that occurred Mm. that we were just like, bro, something's up. Something's been up for a while and uh, you need to go and see someone. This isn't what they call normal. How do you know it was her and not you? Because I wasn't the one acting out. You know, yeah. at the time I wasn't, I wasn't the aggressor and not in a physically aggressive way, but it was more in, a, in an obsessive way to get her point across, yeah. which became aggressive. Yeah. And we had been battling with arguments and, yeah. you know, Melissa fighting. We're at the club. Why are we arguing? Well, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, you know, we're in front of people, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's moments that literally were just out of the norm, yeah. out of the norm for anyone. Like, yeah. At those times, we could literally be sitting here, and if I said something that we, that could be considered a trigger, which did happen at my parents' house, we got into an all-out, like, like nobody was there argument. Yeah, it was bad. Screaming. It was it bad. It was bad. Mm-hmm. It was bad. We had gotten into an argument over finances. Mm-hmm. I'm a financial girl. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm money. So I was trying to talk to her about her finances. and mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Outside of that space talking to me about it. Like, girl, thank you for your help. Or yeah, let's do this. And unfortunately, before my diagnosis, it would be time where Jan would be like, Melissa, we just literally had this conversation last week. And it didn't go like this. <laughs> it didn't go like you this. You know, because like, it's it's finances. You know, we have businesses together. So yeah. just talking finances. Yeah. It was fine last week. You know, we did this over some dinner and we had a great time. We got things done. We got yeah. to the point, you know. But this week it's like, oh, yeah. you know, I can't, I can't touch on it. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because along with our journey and Melissa getting diagnosed, that is when I was able to start doing my own research and starting to notice whenever she's slipping into different yeah. moods. Hmm. Yeah. To identify it. Yeah. yeah. Be- so it's very identifiable. Right. Yeah. So now I see when she's anxious. Like the other day we took a flight. <laughs> And as we're taking off, I mean, she was just talking. I'm like, sis, stop. Like the whole plane was just like, bro, shh. Because she was nervous. You're she doesn't nervous. like to fly. You know, so I noticed that she was, you know, her anxiety was mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. So that's just one example. Do you receive that when she tells you? And honestly, I do. I had to be able to get into that space to receive yes. that. But yes. it's difficult. And I, and I want people to understand that 
No matter what, it's hard to receive stuff that at that moment you don't want to hear. Mm -hmm. But it makes it even harder when chemically you don't realize you were put into that space. So some of those Hmm. times, it could be the best time. Somebody could call me some great news. And it'll just be, you, you. I can physically feel myself like sinking. So it's really, truly chemical. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm always having to be on top of myself. And yes. of course, not all the time I'm not, but thank God for yes. medicine and interventions and diets and so many other things we could talk about what assists. But I have to stay in that space to receive or else I'm going to be yeah. all the way back. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. almost starting over. How old are you guys once there's this happens, this transition in your friendship, right? Because it is, right? You go mm-hmm. from just being like sister friends to being work friends to being like, oh, wait a minute. There's deeper, there's a deeper level we have to unlock right now. So I've been dealing with these fluctuations of moods since we were children. We just didn't know what it was. We yes. just, I just had no, I hadn't, I, I didn't know what to call it. Like if Melissa came to pick me up for school. And she's like a hundred hours late. It's like, bro, like we got to go to school, you know, my mom's sleeping. But if she wakes up and I'm here, she's going to question me. Like, Not knowing that on the other end, Melissa was like turning the doorknob like 45 times. OCD is a very, very debilitating illness to battle because not for everybody, but for me, these things don't make any sense, but you, you're pushed to do them. Yes. You, it's like, I can't leave the house unless I turn the doorknob right and left and then left again. And if I forget and I go right, I got to start all over because I got to do that 10 times. And obviously I'm laughing because I'm laughing at myself. So a lot of times people say, well, you take this so light and you love to laugh. But for me, that's my only way to move through these things. So I know they're painful. I know they're hurtful. I'm living them. But I have to find a way. It's you know, it's beauty and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But that story is a hundred percent on point. That's a hundred percent on point. So this is how it will go, sis. Why are you late? A whole story, a whole lie, and that lie wouldn't really make sense. So that's then that's I strange. would get annoyed. Because you're like, why? What? What, what, right. what, like, what, what is going? You on? You wasn't cooking breakfast because you can't cook. Yeah, you're right. You're like 15, bro. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, okay. that's not what you were doing. Yeah. And then defense then then she would become defensive mm-hmm. and then when, when she becomes defensive you know Distance. knowing that i'm late for school and i'm about to get a you know in trouble with my mom i'm defensive and then we just get into this huge yeah, argument you know so a lot of our early years in our friendship this is how we existed yeah we existed with tons of arguments anywhere i mean literally in in the in a club yeah. it's music why we even arguing over yeah. Why do you say friends? Because that's not who Melissa is all the time. And she's a good friend. Bipolar is her diagnosis. That's not who she is. No, but at the time, you didn't know this. So why, why stay friends with a girl that you're arguing with all the time? There was more invested than these little silly arguments. Thank you. you know what I'm saying? This is my sister. Yeah. You know, we still argue. Yeah. You know, but yeah. we're family. Why? What was it? That made you want to lie. What was it that didn't allow you to be able to tell her, girl, I'm not leaving until I hit the doorknob 10 times. Like there was no defense of your behavior. There was no honesty. Mm -hmm. Was that shame? Was that fear? What, what was that? So it was both. And that's why we go out and do this every day. Cause people don't understand how much shame it is, how difficult it is. I I live. So this was a hundred percent secret until 2019. Literally, mm. we have business associates. We have family members. This 
this story, this whole thing was never told. There's family members that'll probably see this and and that'll be their way of knowing. So it was so much shame. How you sound? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about myself here. How Mm -hmm. you sound? Like, hold on. (laughs) Now I got to do the doorknobs, but then it's the bedroom doorknob, but then it's the front door doorknob. And then you're, you're still trying to keep this person up. So people got to understand it's hard. It's a lot of shame. And I hated that I lied about it because I almost resented myself at certain points because I felt like I I hid really great parts of me Mm -hmm. because I had to sweep all of that under the rugs. Where people are like, damn, Mel, I could have been there for you, but I had to be there for me first. It was times I didn't want to be there for me. It's like, Melissa, I don't want to deal with this. Mm -hmm. I'm on vacation. I paid all this money. I don't want to be in a hotel room in my bed. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. Yeah. <laughs> Crying mm-hmm. underneath mm-hmm. the sheet. Jen, like, Mel, I, I, nobody does that. And not having a reason. Nobody passed away. You know what I mean? It's like that shame and that fear. You're almost facing yourself. Every, everywhere you look, you're looking at your own self. So that lie is really for you. you really, you, you're really lying for yourself, you know? So... I feel like I could understand not being able to like diagnose yourself with bipolar or get get so effective, Mm -hmm. but you never thought like touching this doorknob is OCD. Let me get online and find the communities of people that might have OCD. Let me see if I could read something that sees what this is. Was there any desire to grab a hold of it or try or do some research or was it too much to kind of face? No, 100%. OCD was actually the first one. I was so proud of OCD. I said, girl, you know I got OCD. Yeah. Girl, you know I got OCD. But she wouldn't claim Cause it. Because it was you were able to justify oh, the yes. behavior. Yes. So Melissa is really comical about the whole situation. It's a serious situation, but we keep it lighthearted mm-hmm. for exactly. various reasons to get through days, to get through mm-hmm. times, whatever. So to piggyback on you accepting OCD, there would be times Melissa would literally come to me and be like, I don't even think I'm bipolar, sis. <laughs> I mean, with, diagnosed by like four doctors. Yeah. She's accepted it like days OCD. before. She's like, it's just OCD. <laughs> it's just Okay. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's it. it. It's just the OCD. So to your answer, yes, I received it. I was honest about it. Mm-hmm. I worked on it. We worked on it. Mm-hmm. Jay helped me with it. People did. But it was the heavier stuff that was very difficult for me. To really digest. A hundred percent. It was very, very hard. Understandable. Yeah. One of the things Alexis and I sit here and talk about often is that in this world now, we're so blessed because there's damn near a community for anything. Mm -hmm. You could go find your tribe That's right. Mm -hmm. It's true. In the most beautiful way, right? I pray to God that there are five women at minimum that are watching this being like, damn Mel, you're part of my tribe. That's or right. damn Jay, you're yes. part of my tribe. Yeah. Like my yeah. own girl. You know what very I mean? Very relatable. There, there, there's a place for everybody. So I just yes. wonder like in all of that shame and all that feeling alone, if you, cause like OCD was something I used to watch that was like people had on talk shows. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh damn. Like, look yeah. at that. She got to tap her head three times before yeah. she mm-hmm. or yeah. does whatever yeah, there. Yeah, Montel Williams used to have people that had uh, ticks yes, on yes. or, you know? And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. was, did the, was the world at least as you got older, a place where you, you did start to feel a little less alone or it was just like, no, this shit is isolating us. Part of my language. No, that's okay. So, when you live when you live with a mental illness a, a mental condition 
that whole we the we thing is very difficult to really believe because mental illness is so private it's so personal so yeah i saw people same i saw the mtv tv show like i have ocd yeah um and like that. that made me be like damn let me go look at that let me check it out but still that's still internal for me for me to like jump in one of those little chats or whatever yeah i could do that but for us all the grab hands and just it, it's still lonely. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a lonely mm-hmm. path, and I'm so grateful for Jeanne because through this loneliness, which I'm the most grateful for, is you continue to break through that loneliness. I didn't treat you. I didn't. I didn't treat you with any limitations. Melissa yes. was just. <laughs> you she did. was just my friend. <laughs> you did it's it. time to get up and go to work. You're gonna yeah. get up and go to work. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever task was at hand, I understood what you were going through, but I didn't. I. We're Jamaican. I didn't pet and powder it. <laughs> <laughs> pet and powder. Right. So basically, I didn't baby her. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, 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 that, that's not where I'm from. That's not who I am. And I didn't feel like that would help her. I felt like that would further... It would hinder. Hinder her. Yeah. It'll further make her feel less... Like like she was less a part of, of society. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else mm-hmm. getting up and going to work. And, you know, for a while, she... Um, before we started um, our business, she bounced around in jobs, 100%. you know, yeah. and um, it just came a point where it's like I, I had a great respect for the diagnosis or the multiple diagnosis. But I, I, I that wasn't who I spoke to every day. I spoke to Melissa every day. You need to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're a single woman out here. Mm-hmm. You need to go and figure this out. Yeah. You know, so. And that obviously at the time, I don't want to hear that, Mm-mm. you know, <laughs> but I'm really grateful because yeah. it really helped me. The hardest fight is with yourself. Yeah. I ain't meet an enemy that got nothing on Melissa. For mm-hmm. real. It's like, oh, girl, you petty. But the things that I have to kind of go through, my own barriers. Mm-hmm. So let people know that you can fight that part of yourself. Everybody, mm-hmm. you can love every part of yourself, or you could push parts that you don't like aside. You can improve parts. Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega, Veneta. At eBay, it's real. Or it's getting the fake out eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scope of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their fields with meticulous eyes, making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel. The weight of pure platinum, the exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royales will always be on point. The details, inspected. The fakes, rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. We're doing a lot of talking about support for Mel. Mm -hmm. But not a lot of talking about support for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the reality of understanding when someone hands you a medical diagnosis and says... Sure. Now we have the answers to what you think is wrong with your friend. Right. But by the way, this is for life. (laughs) I don't know if you have kids or whatever, all the other responsibilities you have. Right. Hey, now there's someone else in your life that now you're going to care for, and it's not going to be an easy task to care Mm -hmm. for them. Yeah. (laughs) What do you do? 
How do you support yourself? How do you find your tribe, your resources, <laughs> your people in your life that are telling you like all she do is argue with you? Yeah. Yeah. Cuz people um, don't know the inner workings of your I had no one. No one. I didn't even talk to my husband now who who I'm married to now about it. Like literally, I'm her friend first. So that's like telling my friend's business. I'm I'm giving mm. I'm giving tea at the moment. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to do that, you know? So I guess um being able to communicate with Melissa heavy and, you know, through some of those arguments and then at times seeing breakthroughs was healing for me. Like, okay, I'm doing this for a reason. She was totally not a flyer. Like she would not get on a plane. And then our business took us to a point where we were flying all the time. You know what I mean? So we had no choice, but me not babying her and seeing her get up and, you know, be on one side of the country and I'm on the other side of the country and seeing her flourish in that way, that was healing for me, you know? So, the only support I really had was God. Mm. That's it. That's hard. It, it, it was, it was, and I asked myself that all the time, like, what? you just, you're basically raising somebody who's older than you. But I always <laughs> ask myself that. Yeah, and it yeah, was, I, I have no answer other than God. Yeah. Because not, not one that. person, I, I didn't get, yeah. a, I wasn't a part of a support group. I didn't get online and find a, a, a just anybody to talk to. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So I think that that's another thing that the plight is really also for caregivers. Caregivers are so people overlook caregivers and they're so I agree. important. Yeah. They I are agree. so important. It's like I look back sometimes and I'm like, damn. Who was there for you, man? Because mm-hmm. I, I went left, left, left. Uh-huh. And and I think about and and that's wow. another thing where you feel that shame because you go, you put these people you love through these things mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> you have that moment. Like, oh, damn. So you have to not only mm. process what you did. You're like, damn, you really hurt somebody you love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then it's like, well, who, who was there for you? And yeah. you don't want to be like a douche, but it's like I almost halfway some of those moments couldn't fully remember. So I'm mm. like, well, who, who helped? Who helped you through that? Which yeah, is so, yeah. it sounds so wrong, right? But I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's, for me, it's a lot of like, did you check on your strong friend today? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And yes. it's so interesting that as you go and you continue to do the education that you're doing, I actually can't wait to see that the communities that come from your side mm-hmm. out yes. of the work that yes. you're doing. Absolutely. Right. This is strong. This is- yeah. I, I naturally this am a girl's girl. I'm a woman's woman. That's so true. I'm pro woman, period. That's mm-hmm. true. And I hate to see women struggling on their own. You know what I mean? And when I say struggling just on their own, I mean without without a person just to tell a secret to. I'm a, I'm a yes. I call myself a, like a one night conversationer. <laughs> yeah. So like I've traveled the country and I would go out to eat a lot. Yeah. And I would just sit down and allow somebody to pour into me. Yep. And I would pour into them and yeah. never talk to them again. Yeah. And it'll be about personal situations, kids, husbands. And at the time I had no kids, I wasn't married. But whatever I can give at that moment, I gave. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I still enjoy it. Yeah. So I do believe that, you know, that is a part of my calling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you get this diagnosis and like what they send you home with medicine and say, hope you feel better. Like, how do you treat three different mental illnesses at the same damn time? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I think that they've made a decent amount of headway in the psychiatric drugs, but Hmm. I feel like not as much as in other ailments, because I think that's another thing with the stigma drives 
where the market goes. So don't get me wrong. For bipolar, I believe we're up to maybe seven or eight. Don't quote me, but I believe it's between seven and eight drugs that can treat bipolar. Where you think you got a headache, you got 900 different things, different ways you could do this thing, you know? So that research is really needed, which I can understand, Mm -hmm. but the research is driven by the market and the market is driven by so many things. They're behind. Honestly, it is. So to answer your question, yes, you're given a bunch of medicine. And just say, and read the directions. And, they, much. and the psychiatrist kind of has to say, well, people don't know this, but mental illness is almost patient managed more than other yep. other um, other illnesses. Mm. So literally, they'll give me my medicine, and they say, well, take this one. And if you feel too tired, cut this one down. And if you feel a little too jipper. To put this one on it, and like, like literally, it's like five different, different ways scenarios. you could do this. So you're kind of ending up with this the whole thing where it's just like, okay, so I got to pay. Okay, so I couldn't wake up the day before. Okay, so I took these two together, and it was like I couldn't move. So I got to take this one trial and, and error, it, more it, just it, testing it really to see is. what it really is. So, and it's it's a, it's important and it's helped me a lot. So it's no shade because it's something that's needed, but it's something that I wish that had more behind it, yeah. that had more behind it. So yeah, you do, you get the medicines because it is medicines out there to treat all of them. And you kind of dance with them till you get your right. They have no real way or science hasn't figured out the severity of ones to the next. It's, it's really broad. Yeah. You know, to my understanding, every time that I, I, I read about it or I'm, you know, it's it's just really broad. It's like yeah. how makeup used to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, like thank you. Shout out to you, Rihanna. Yeah. Um, you know yeah. what I mean for for getting into the different tones and the different textures yeah. and the different uh-huh. undertones. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If that's a good enough example. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because your mind is such a a funky place. There's I mean, so it's many just variables. So many, it and there's so it many is. nicks and crannies yes. in your mind. For, mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like, in my opinion, that 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 industry has been lazy with yeah. it. And it's a part of the stigma. They don't give enough love and enough care to the mentally fragile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think it's it right. needs more more people need to be and that's it's it's so many layers to this. Because yeah. it needs more people that are a part of the industry. You and can't that, run studies on people that don't want to admit they have the that don't want to admit. Right. And then guess what? To run the studies, you need psychiatrists, you need you yeah. need nurses, you need, you need psych nurses, you yeah, need yeah. um mental health technicians. I can be honest, COVID gave the mental health the whole field of a big boost. boost. I agree. Sure because when I tell you I these statistics agree. would say from 2003, now you got some from 2020, 2021, right. 2022. Because now oh, wow. everyone is So now everybody keeping yes. up with this. Yes. Okay, well, 2.5% of people in America is diagnosed bipolar or living with bipolar. So it's so many new statistics and things that are coming out now. So I think that's helped to push right. this conversation a lot forward a lot faster. I think that even people like over the past year seeing someone like Kanye West, yeah, who many people feel like it has some sort of mental illness. Yes, and he's, he's, he's been honest about his bipolar. Disorder. He has been. Yeah. Okay, so he is also bipolar yes. as well. Yes, he is, he is. All right, yes. and he's, he's someone that well. hates his medicine. Doesn't want to be on his medicine. Yes, yes. he's talking about your, that too. Is that a terrible experience for you? I'm not gonna lie, it is. It's hard. Mm. It's hard. It's 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 a private thing that you go through with yourself, but it's difficult because of medicine. So we gotta remember we're talking about chemicals and the this is how you remember yourself. This is how you remember yourself. Hmm. It doesn't matter if that person's healthy or not. That's your memory of yourself. Right. So when I began the journey of 
taking medicine and taking those steps to be healthy, I would go to Jahan sometime and be like, I don't know who this person is. Yeah. Like, who is this Melissa? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm relearning this person. And I don't necessarily know if I like this person. Mm-hmm. She seems so boring. She don't never talk like this. She don't just talk out of turn. She don't like talk loud. She's she, like, yeah, but the other one, that bitch don't shut up. Right. Oh, well, let me tell you. So, <laughs> so it's that, like, hmm. we had a private conversation um, recently about that, where that journey to health and being healthy has to not only be for you, but it's the people who you love mm-hmm. and the things that you yeah. want to be a part of. Yes. So it's like for us, hey, I can see her kind of go back and forth with this, yeah. whatever, whatever. But I love these people too much. It's I love my godchildren too yes. much. I love yes. my aunt too much. I love Jan too much. Yeah. Like, I love these people too much to do that because they don't love that person. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that person is not the best version of me. So that's my motivation. But if it was for me, I'm going to be honest with you. Just being real so people can understand this yes. is real. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm beyond. Like, I probably yes. wouldn't. Yes. Because it's like that energy is what I remember. I've been like that since I was a kid. Like, mm, yeah. who's this girl? It's just easier, I'm sure. It's just easier. But it's harder for the rest of us. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Exactly. So that choice is, that's that kind of decision, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So talk to, about the, hmm. talk to us about the mission of So My Pol- My Polar. I love the play on words, too. Yeah. I mean, we came up with it. We were just Very sitting there good. thinking about, well, what what can it be where you really own this thing? Yeah. And if you own it for both of us. Mm-hmm. Like nobody would think a caregiver would be like fly. No. Just say it. Just <laughs> yeah, say it. Just fine. Just fine. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, there's some fine caregivers out there. But, <laughs> but um, she at the top. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, Sorry. So your mission. So yeah, most of the people who manage this mental illness. Some of them come out and tell you, but most of them ain't going to tell you. They've kind of worked their way into this thing being their own secret. These people are CEOs. These people have these great, amazing things. But for them to really put that out, that's just a no. It's not. You know, we do have some celebrities um, that kind of talk about it, but... It's not even really the same saying because they're not necessarily crusading and still Uh saying they're at that level. So it's like, I'm at this level and I'm this. You know, that's hard. I think other than Mariah Carey, she's probably the, from what I know, she's probably the only one. I think she's she's bipolar too. And Mariah Carey, you know, she is a crusader because she's consistent and she tell you, this is what I manage, you know? But outside of that, we need to get people, lawyers, doctors, all kind of people need to come out and be like, I see nurses, anybody, you know, come (laughs) on. Straight up. No, it does. You you this, you that, you take your medicine, you you manage, you're a caregiver, you're doing this. We we wanted the mission to be come on. You don't you don't have to worry about yeah. what people saying or what people feeling because that's the only way we can really smash the stigma. It starts mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. But just like mm-hmm. Ashley said earlier, there's a community for everyone. For mm-hmm. and everyone. now by us coming out and showing our faces mm-hmm. and the comfort that you have speaking about this, absolutely, there, yeah, there was a and time confidence Melissa wouldn't talk just... to me about this. Right, right in right. the what desert. Yeah, you know, right. with no yes. phone, right, 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 right. in the yes. dark. Yes. Yes. Okay, we could not have that conversation. Yes. So this is gonna, you know, spread comfort to people. They're gonna see your comfort, and it'll hopefully be contagious. Yeah. contagious where they can say, "This yes. is who I am." My you have it for life. Yeah. I always said to you, for me to tell my story, 
you have to tell yours. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I never felt ashamed. Yeah. This is my friend. Like, this yeah. is my girl. I mean, it's what it is. And that's just who Jay is. So your new new titles in your friendship. What title do you get? So I call myself a patient for people who are... That's just the terminology. That's just the terminology. You know, the and proper terminology. The yeah. proper terminology. But I don't mind because I think that it's me and embracing it. It's just like, okay... Yeah. I am a mental health patient. You're a fine I one have, I'm a fine one. I've been to yeah, a mental girl. health hospital. <laughs> I have sat in them waiting rooms and seen people getting off the train. I'm like, man, you know you don't got to act like that. We mm-hmm. all in here. Mm-hmm. We all got to act like that. She would come back. Because a lot of times when we were younger, I'll be sitting in the car because I took her. Yeah. <laughs> so she'll come out. She'll be like, girl, you ain't going to believe this man just came and had to sit right beside me. We came here to get our medicine. You don't got to be doing that. So, I mean. Or does he? Or does he? Right. Man, right. Or does he? Because there's true. levels. Because right? all she's it's thinking true. is, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not. Even right though now. I want it right, right. now. Yes. But, um, so I call my patient, I don't mind. Or patient. a mental health thriver. I call myself a yeah. thriver. Yeah. Because no matter what, I'm going to pull pull through this. Me and this thing are going as far as we can. Like, I'm yeah. not. You can't yeah. keep. I'm not gonna let this thing keep dragging me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's dragging me down a lot. I noticed that since you became comfortable with you and you accepted it, you made my job easier. And you're and you're hmm. And I thank you for finally doing that because you're not just you. You you just made my life easier. And to see you flourish, to see you become this person, you don't understand how gratifying that is to mm-hmm. me. You have absolute because I did that. I was a huge part of that. You well, saw, you girl, saw it. Too. It was time. I saw it, girl. I literally did it. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Like I, I made up my let's mind. Let's go. We're gonna go get your hair done. I, I yeah. literally, so I went shopping. You're going to wear me this. out. You know, 100%. you're in this mood. You will not stay in this mood. 100%. You know, I won't allow you to look the part because if you look the part, you're going to feel the part mm-hmm. even further. So what you're going to do is be a bad bitch in society and we'll deal, up, we'll deal with all this shit behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Because you're going to work <laughs> and you're going to get this money. <laughs> yeah. Literally, that's it. Seriously. And, and this is what I want people to understand that sometimes it's freedom. In allowing people to help you. Yeah. Melissa used to say this to me all the time when we got into arguments. She would look at me and she says, you have no idea what it feels like for a textbook to tell you who you are. That's true. Hmm. So you can read in a book that a bipolar person, bipolar one this is, is the this. definition. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. And, and I understood that and I sympathize with that, you know, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you're still that. Yeah. You understand? We still have to troubleshoot this, and we still have to find a way to fly above this and get through it. So I get it. I'm there with you, but we're not. We're not going to sit here. That's not. Uh-uh. I'm resolution driven, and you, you're resolved. Yeah, as best as you as can. Best be. Can be. No matter how much you could drag somebody, say you' about to do this, you' about to do that. My will had to bring me to do it. That's right. So Jane said, "Listen, listen. We're gonna get out the bed. We're gonna wash your hair. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that." And however I had to find it, because you do have to find the will sometimes to do small tasks. I did it. It's just like to find that will sometimes Hmm. is really hard. It's really hard because you are always finding it sometimes when you're in those episodes, you're in those spaces. You you always have more work. It's like more work. This episode of Dear Young Queen is brought to you by McDonald's. When you were a kid, nothing was better than getting invited to a birthday party at Mickey D's. And now, McDonald's is bringing all the nostalgia and inviting us to a birthday celebration for Grimace. June is Grimace's birthday, and you can now order the Grimace birthday meal. It's your choice of a Big Mac or a 10-piece McNugget and fries. Plus, McDonald's is celebrating by giving Grimace his very own shake. Order Grimace's birthday meal, and you get his birthday shake. 
Don't be late to the party. This deal is for a limited time at participating McDonald's. So talk to us. You guys do events. What? It, how do you impact? Are you in schools? What is your impact with your community like? Yeah, we do it all. We're we're doing events. We're we have a children's book. So here we have a children's oh, book. Thank Crush you. Have more. So yes. so this is actually a true story. It is. It's based and this on is a Melissa's first introduction to a delusion. Yeah. When she was five. I was five years old. Yeah. So um, tattoos adventures was something myself and Jahan came up with because that was the first story that I told Jahan about having mental illness, and I'm like, listen. When I was young, I would see my dolls and they were they would dance and they would just have this whole party. Mm. And as soon as I walked in the door, they would just fall out. And I remember Jan being like, nah, boo. Nah. Mm-mm. But it was the way she said it. It wasn't like judgmental. It was and I was it like, was that's okay, but that didn't happen. But, but let's go get and lunch. I was like, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and that was my first time being able to be honest about what went through my mind and what I what I dealt with or what I deal with. So Tattoos Adventures is based on that. It's just based on a little girl that's that knows that this is not an imagination, knows that this is something she thinks she is experiencing. And a way for parents and children to both sit together and mm-hmm. talk about this. Mm-hmm. So at answer your question, we're in the community. We've been to preschools and we read this to the kids. Oh, dope. And then we've had um, meetings after mm-hmm. where Jahan would kind of talk from the caregiver perspective, would talk to the parents about how to use this tool, um, book readings. We, because... When you catch mental illness and different conditions very young, it's so much easier to navigate. And it's okay for parents to be like, you know, my child did a little thing. Let me yeah. let me go check it out. Parents mm-hmm, need that mm-hmm. space. We have we've had um, health panels about how your gut is connected with your mind and what you put in your body and how it's important. And how that's all also a treatment for mental illness. Mm-hmm. It is. You can heal is. yourself through the foods that you eat. Yeah. Yes. yes. So we're just everywhere that people want to receive some information. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many times people take both of us to the side individually. I'm like, girl, they told you that, and I'm like. And at the end of the day, it's like, wow, amen. Amen. Because that person may have wanted to give up. That carrier might want to be yeah. like, man, I can't deal with this no more. Blah, blah, blah. Not realizing there's resources out there. There's people that want to hear, that want to help. So, yeah. So, y'all busy. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Busy. Amen. Yeah. Booked yeah. and busy. Yeah. Spreading the message. Yes. Yes. Smashing the stigma. Yes. Yep. Reading to the babies. Yes. Gifting the babies. Yes. Is this going to be a series? It is. It is. It is. is. We're probably nailing down maybe like three or four like final stories and going to start getting our illustrator to start drawing them out and stuff. Well, Tattoo is available now. It's on Amazon. Yes. (laughs) Go get it. It's on our website. This is an amazing resource, not just for children, but for adults, because I just read through it. And, you know, I just, I learned something, you know, my head, my mind, like, and I feel like just with, this is like a breath of fresh air, especially with a parent that is a little nervous or doesn't want to speak. You know what? This is relatable because my, my child just went through this. 
somebody else went through this. Right. I'm not the so only they one. They can Here's relate a as a resource. Child, yeah. I can bond with my child like this and we can yeah. we can rock with it like yeah. that. I agree. So I think this is this is very important and bless y'all for this. Yeah, yeah. No, thank Absolutely. you. That's that's all it's really about in the end of yeah. the day. If we had tools like that, listen, oh I had my tools God. Like that. it's a tool. And and Please. even that story, like becoming a new mom and seeing that our parents were just not at the space to have these conversations or didn't have the resources or the knowledge to know to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Somebody saw something, you know, but were they working? Were they overworked, you know, to take that time out? You know, it's it's, in our community, especially, you know, we're first generation Americans. Our parents were immigrants. Mm -hmm. So they came here to set up for us, you know? So it's like, oh yeah, she might be doing something that's a little off, but she'll be all right. We'll yeah, pray yeah. for her. We're hustling. You know? Here. She's here. Right. Yeah. And I fed her, and she has a place to uh-huh, sleep, so uh-huh. figure it out. Yeah. yeah you know, but sure. now my plight, personally, is to help other moms to, you know, help your child. Help your child. Talk to your child. And if your child's different, it's okay. It's better to yes. catch it young. Yes. You know, troubleshoot young. You know? Yeah. Like, my son, my oldest is three, and I'm just always looking at him. I'm like, Mel. He got OCD. I'm like, no. Yeah. Hey. He just slapped his crib four times. He says, Jan, he's calling you. Like, go. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. Mommy. No, no, no. You know, I'm like, I, I, my newborn. I'm like, Melissa, is she okay? She's she just Shut up. Because my daughter, she just like pats her head. I'm but like, she's she's feeling herself. Yeah, like, she's, she's figuring it out. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Just make sure I'm there. Right. Then, uh, our communities. It's 2023, and this we're time. just just tapping on the shoulder of, you should go talk to someone. Yeah. But it's it, not yeah. a bad idea. Right. Or, Me and Mel had this conversation, and we kind of have to understand our parents. Again, money was a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, insurance was a problem. And then what does it take? More time. Everybody's overworked. So now that we're changing and we're doing different for our families... And then the tools we have, you know, it's free. So you can just go online and just read. But I think within our community, another thing that's really difficult is that conversation is very, very uncomfortable within our community. We're thankfully now at the point where we're able to talk about anxiety and depression, kind of. I feel like that's a a community-based conversation that we can have. But we get into things like... OCD. We get into things like bipolar. We get into things like schizoaffective, which it just means that you have a mood, you have bipolar, so you have a mood disorder. Also with psychosis, hallucinations and delusions. That hmm. becomes like, okay, so you like saying you like crazy for real crazy. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. Up. You know what I mean? So I'm using that terminology within yes. us, you know? So it's like, oh, no. You like for real crazy. It's like, okay, what does that mean? Right. So for us as a community, we're on our way, but that stigma is so but heavy. But we have to get comfortable community. again with ourselves. And yeah. we're and us as a community, we've broken so many molds already. A hundred percent. You know? So now it's just for us to continue. And I do believe I do believe we'll get there. Yeah, we will. You know? I, I, I believe so. Yeah. Just like with everything. Yeah. Right. So I you said See, like, homeless people and get, like, really, really down about it. Mm-hmm. Like, be super sad. Yeah. Be like, they don't have anything. And da, da, da. My mom would be like, what you need to stop for a second and think about is the fact that they didn't have anybody. Yeah. And so when I look at the both of you guys, it's, I just hear my mom ringing over and over again that either A, somebody didn't understand them and gave up on them. Mm-hmm. Or B, 
they exhausted their resources uh-huh. in some sort of manic episode yeah. that positioned yeah. them to be alone. alone. Yeah. And yeah. that's why they're People. here. Yeah. It's true. Right? That's yeah. Nice. And it's just as you guys sit here preaching your message and I hear my mom's voice over and over in my head, it's so important that people have somebody. People. That is that's true. right. That's yeah. True. We need other people. We are creatures Uh that are designed for human contact, for like, we need other people. And so it's so important that you guys are running out here and you're saying like, yo, stick by your homegirl. And not even, I'm everybody's homegirl. I'm that girl. Like, you know what I mean? Like the other day at a restaurant, I I take dinner at the bar a lot just because I'll go alone. And this woman, she was, I think she was like 71. And um, she's recently divorced. And I forgot how we got into conversation. But before I left, you know, when I, when I was driving home, I called Melissa. And I was like, this lady just literally loved on me for just listening to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was, yeah, she was recently divorced. And her husband, she was like torn up about it. Because they've been together for, six, for 50 something years. And at this point of their life, he's like, I'm out. I just don't want to do this. And I was just her girlfriend. Yeah. Like we just sat there just and we kicked shit, moment. and you know she was able to get vulgar with me, and you know just be herself. Yeah, and you know she was with a whole group of other ladies, but that's where she, she felt comfortable. comfortable. Yeah, it's true. Where she felt so comfortable. people, people yeah. need yeah. People, people, people need people, and it's true. And just because, and I say this all the time to people in my situation, we still have to be a friend. We still have mm-hmm. to be, you know, yeah. everything yeah. can't be, well, I'm bipolar because I went through that. Yes. Well, I'm this. One day it was just like, Melissa, Jan needs a friend. Yeah. Period. That's it. That's, well, it. that's it. Jan needs a friend. And you know, you said something earlier. I forgot what it was, but it was funny because there was a time where I was like a robot to you. A hundred percent. I wasn't a person to Mel. 100%. Once she realized that I knew what she was going through, 100%. it became like a dumping ground. hundred percent. And that caused a lot of um, friction 100%. and a lot. And, and for me to tell her, I'd be like, you know that that's not, I don't have to be doing that. hundred percent. You know? 100%. So we went through a couple of years where while we're on this road today, you know, it was a really tough couple of years. We were both in transition into points in our life where- we are now like, you know, yeah. work and, you know, me yeah. being married and whatever. Yeah. And uh, she got it. Cause I put that, listen, we're, we're, I'm not doing this. Yeah. With you. And yeah. you know, I'm me, you're you, yeah. you got your shit. I help you, but you have to want help. You yeah. know what I mean? You yeah. can't just treat me like I'm here and we're both going to be, you know, yeah. a I part agree. of this. And I feel like that's another thing just because somebody accepts you. You have to accept yourself mm-hmm. and accept but that. But you still but have to bring them your A game. 100%. You know what I mean? You got Don't to. Don't just put on an A game when That's we're in front true. of people. That's true. On our couch because we were roommates and we were roommates. Yeah. Like, we were living together. Get, you know? So, like, yeah. So as we're at home, you know, just because you're in your comfort zone, true. you know, we're best friends. You still have to carry the people that you love, with, you know, and give them your A game. Because mm-hmm, without true. that, without that team, without the squad, who are you? It's true. You're right. You know, it's true. You're so, right. and I think that that's another thing where self responsibility is a difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. So, within, with or without mental illness, by without the way, yes. yeah, I was, I was right. just about yeah. to say that. So it's like I'm gonna get you to be accountable on a regular yes. day. This day, it's a difficult conversation. Uh, yeah. It's a difficult conversation. Yes. And 
I had to have that conversation with myself and I've had to have that conversation with a lot of other people in my situation too, where it's like, listen, I understand you're dealing with this. I get it, but you still have to navigate this way where you're there for those people as yeah. well. And I would hate to say in within this that Jan couldn't say I was a good friend. It would be like, what was the point of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously it was at times where I wasn't, but that wasn't necessarily my mental illness. That was just me being needing to do better as a person. Right. You know, I'm yeah. bipolar, I'm automatically a bad friend. That's not true. That's not true. With within those times, I can find ways to be there and be better, even in some of the hardest times, especially when I've decided to walk on a healthier path. Find ways to be there right. for Jan and be there for people that I love and navigate through that. So we gotta take that self responsibility too. Hundred yeah. percent. We just can't sit down and be like, oh, you know can't just take you have to you yeah. know you mm-hmm. have to be in the world to do this after knowing after learning now so much about these three disorders that you do have are you able to recognize anyone in your family that you think probably may have had these as well because from my understanding yes i learned here today that like a traumatic event could trigger mm-hmm. could create the imbalance mm-hmm. but often we hear that it's genetic mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. so do you feel like you can identify anybody else in your family oh, 100%. really how mental illness runs in my family mm-hmm. and that's another and you're just the first diagnosed no, I'm not. I'm oh. not. I'm not. We had trips to the. <laughs> I gotta laugh. I'm so sorry because it brings back, and that's another thing too. Sometimes my emotions can go left or right because I could just bust out crying oh. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't, yeah. do it, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. I could bust out crying right now, yeah, or I could just laugh. Don't do it. And I remember having trips to the mental institution as a kid being in the backseat of the car because we dropped one of my family members off. And that's another thing too that 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 stigma sometimes is created in your household. You don't even know it because they're like, oh, we dropped so-and-so off to the crazy house is how they termed it back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, they you know, and yes. I'm in the backseat of the car and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to the crazy gonna house. <laughs> right. And I, and so when I got older, I saw me doing little stuff. So-and-so did. I'm like, oh my God. Why it take me to the crazy house? Like, yeah. you, know, you go through this whole yeah. thing. So the answer to your question, yes, mental illness runs in my family. Mm-hmm. And being a first-generation American and our background, it's difficult to talk about. Mm-hmm. I still I still ain't really able to really talk straight to them people to this day. <laughs> yeah. You know, thank yeah. God they yeah. better. Thank God they doing better. <laughs> thank God. That's just a, non- a non-conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You Don't know? worry, G, I got all the tools Girl, on how to have the conversation. He ain't pulling up on some of them. So yeah, you know, and that's where and that's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. Everything starts in the household. Everything starts in the household. So yeah, I saw a lot of it. And it was hard. So I think that's what made my journey even harder because it wasn't a positive experience that I saw. If there was a little girl, I don't know, let's call her fifteen to twenty one right now that might be secretly dealing with any three of those disorders or something else that we haven't spoken about today. What are like three things that you wish you would tell her that you didn't hear? 
That's a good question. And I'm going to make sure and try not to be emotional, but it's going to be hard. I'm already emotional because it's something that somebody needs to hear. Mm -hmm. And that's what this platform is for. Yeah. All of the things that we didn't hear or learn to hear two beautiful, Mm -hmm. successful Mm -hmm. women who can say, hey, by the way, I didn't have this message, but I hope you have it. I hope you. Yes, yes, yes. It's important. I mean, I think the first thing I would say is tell yourself you love you. Tell yourself I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell yourself I love you. Find a mirror, find anything, and tell yourself I love you. Because mm-hmm. you might not mean it at the time, but those wor- those words will get they somewhere. Really do yeah. penetrate. And, and and at that age, that word wasn't even in my mind. It wasn't mm-hmm. even in my heart. Mm-hmm. It was nowhere around me. And I needed those words. Because my yeah. household was so volatile. First thing would be tell yourself I love you. Yeah. And after the I love you, it would be find somebody to talk to. Find somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that person will always be your mom or your dad. Yeah. So find somebody to talk to. If it's somebody at school, like a counselor, obviously it should be somebody mm-hmm. that you feel comfortable with. Because talking, honestly, is your own, it's your first level of therapy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you hear to get out your back. head. Yeah. Yes. You got to get out your own head. That's the first place. You, yeah. you got to get your out your own head. So after that, I love you. It's finding somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing will be picture, picture yourself better, picture mm. yourself healthy. And I didn't know how to do that for years. Jan will, Jan will be like, girl, you know what? I saw you and your skin. And then girl, you was doing this. You had on a, a chinchilla. I'm like, chinchilla. Yeah. <laughs> I love that vision. I've been fancy. It was all in here. That's right. And and so she taught me how to. She taught me how to picture myself healthy. Yeah. Mm. And those are the three things I would tell that girl. Like, tell yourself I love you. you. We now as a woman. I love you. We don't know you. I love you. Find somebody to talk to. Any. We don't have to be your parents. Sometimes that could be sticky. Find somebody to talk to and picture yourself healthy. Picture yourself doing well. Picture yourself smiling. And picture yourself laughing because because yes. it it will will you it will will you to where you should be mm-hmm. you know yeah. so yeah girl you done did it and yeah. G- you did and G- yeah. G- had if you had three things that maybe it was someone who feels like someone in their life may be battling and they need to have a conversation with them because they want them to get better what mm-hmm. advice would you give them soft starts to conversations. Mm. Soft starts to conversations. If I would have known that as we were kids and not just been, you know, just so outward, you know, Mm. opening conversations with with Melissa, I think that she could have received it. It's wordplay. Let's just be real. You know, you know how to get what you want in this world. So you'll get the reaction that you want, depending on how you start the conversation. So that would be my number one. A lot of times I had to give Melissa what the world sees. Yeah. Do you do you want that to be you? Mm. You understand? Like, mm-hmm. do you want somebody to view you in that way? So try to get across to the person that this is what you're projecting. Is that how you mm-hmm. want to be? Mm-hmm. Not that it's you, but this is what it's giving. This is, right. this is what you're giving. You're giving. So you may want to speak to somebody about that. And yeah, I may not great. be that person. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. The third thing would be for you, let them know, no matter what, I'm here. I love you. You know, mm-hmm. and I accept you. So yeah. now it's time for you to accept you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's strong. Yeah. That's strong. Yeah. Whew. 
Well, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> this is a conversation they not happen on podcasts. That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. So Especially we are. Especially within women of color. This conversation is, y'all will, dear young queen, definitely will be a pioneer because this conversation is not being had, especially not like this. Mm -hmm. We're blessed that you came here and sat on on the couch at Costco. Beyond blessed. We're blessed that you guys invited us. Yeah. Shout out to y'all. Shout out lovely Mary. Shout out Mm -hmm. producer Mary. That's right. Definitely. Well, listen, if people wanted to find you guys, follow you, learn more about the movement, where can they find you? Let them know where they can find you on social websites, whatever it is that you want to share. Where they can get the book, don't forget that. <laughs> so, so my polar s o m y p o l a r dot org. So that's our website. So my polar Facebook. So my polar Instagram. If you probably just type in so my polar in Google, you'll find us. Mm-hmm. Tattoos Adventures is on Amazon, but it's also on sale. <laughs> it's also on sale through our. Through our website, yeah. but honestly, we pull up on you. Ain't nobody really worried about selling. It's it's, it's more about getting that Educating. message out yeah. there. Yeah. You Thank know? you. And it's 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 for that fifteen year old. It's, it's I had no body hmm. positive to look at, to think about, to even say maybe one day nobody. So if somebody could get something out of this story, that's we have to think about leaving this place better than the way we that's right. That's right. We have to. I went through so many things. You went through so many things. Mm -hmm. We went through so many things because Somebody didn't want to be honest. They were like, yeah. "No, uh-uh, uh-uh. you have to be honest." Yeah. That's half of the. That's half of the journey, anyway. Yeah. I have never gone to dinner and and had these conversations, mm-hmm. but we we can talk about bags. We can talk about vacations and things like that. But like this is this is something that has to be spoken about. Just so you, I can go back and be like, okay, you know what? If that's something that happened with one of my children or someone that I love or just anyone, right. I'm like, you know what? I, I think that's this sounds a little familiar. Yeah. Let me go. Okay. Let me go check this out because it sounds like mm-hmm. you know. Okay. So it's we. It's good to have just this open dialogue and be able to to yeah. speak on it. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's a lot of work, but that's the whole point, right? We here. We mm-hmm. all here to work. Yeah. We all wake up and work. All of us. Thank you. Room. Every day. So, yeah. I started Dear Young Queen because I went through a depression. And then worked myself out of it by sharing my story because it took away the isolation. Right. Mm -hmm. The hardest part of going through depression is getting out of that Mm -hmm. isolated Mm -hmm. state. It's true. And it was through this journey that I realized how much just opening up conversations helped people. And can be healing to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that that's also what's dope is that we can sit here And we can applaud you for your vulnerability and all of those things. But at the same time, we can smile because you're also healing through it. It's like super satisfying on all sides of the, to be the person that provides the platform, to be the person sharing their story, to be the person that helped them come to their, to, to that level of being comfortable to the little girl listening. Like it's just overall. Correct. Right. So if you're somebody that is listening, you just witness someone open up about their mental illness, share stories about their best and worst moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope that we continue to open up spaces and conversations like this. Absolutely. You can do two things. You can lay in the bed and let it own you, or you can get up and you can own it and you can, you can wear it, Mm -hmm. you know, throw on a scarf with it and you can accessorize it and it could be the the hottest shit ever. And if you're in the bed right now and that's the moment for you, be in the bed, but don't stay there. That's a fact. 
There might be a day where you don't. I always say in my depression, I had three goals. They're the craziest. When I look back at them, it's hard to believe they were a goal. Mm -hmm. Number one, it was to get out of bed for 30 minutes. Yep. There are 24 hours in a day. day. Mm -hmm. To get out of bed for 30 minutes was a goal. And the goal was just to go from my bedroom to my couch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The second goal was to read one Bible verse. Amen. I didn't say a chapter. A verse. Y'all, a verse could be all of six words Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the third was to take a shower. Yes. And the shower, I always tell people that don't understand is hard because that is where you are A, naked, Mm -hmm. most vulnerable, Mm -hmm. and alone with your thoughts. I've I've cried on the shower floor so many times. What a Mm -hmm. scary place to (laughs) Mm -hmm, be when mm -hmm. you are in a bad space. That's right. But you're now... I said the story. You can relate to it. I mm-hmm. heard a couple of mm-hmm's and yes. a couple of mm-hmm's mm-hmm. over there. You're looking at yeah. four women that are confident, that are successful, that have journeyed through life, that have had love, that have had heartbreak, that yeah. have half of us got kids up here. Yeah. Half of us yeah. don't. Like yeah. this is this is something that we go through. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. We yes. go through it. Yes. Yeah. Your friend is not crazy. She might have a mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. Your friend is not crazy. She might be heartbroken. That's facts. Your friend is not crazy. She might not have anybody to turn to. But it is on us to open up these conversations. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And to not friend superficially. Man. Friend superficially. You know, people do that a lot. They absolutely do. It's like totally like a pet peeve for me. Yeah. You know, like. We have to be honest. We have to be honest with each other. It's helpful. It It is. Well, look. There was a Thank whole you. bunch of honesty here today. Yes, it was. Thank you. Grateful, grateful, grateful. You are not alone in this. It's people that are thinking about you right now. Mm-hmm. People that's fighting for you right now. Praying for you. Praying for you. You mm-hmm. are not alone in this. So yeah. don't forget that. Mm. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. You're Love y'all. Love yes, you too. Love you guys too. Thank you so much. Of course. It's summertime. The heat is in full swing and so is my AC bill. I make sure to keep my apartment cool, even if that means I have to run it up. But apparently, I'm not the only one who loves it in here this way. I currently have tenants who are not paying rent or my utility bills. Here in New York, where I live, I feel like every season ushers in its own bugs. Springtime, ladybugs. Summertime, ants. And yep, every year, at the same time, I find myself on Google and Amazon trying every new product or home remedy. But I just got put on to a pest control brand that can give me peace of mind when using it throughout my home. Meat Stem. Utilizing botanical extracts, stem scientists harness the power of Mother Nature and put it in a bottle to deliver a product engineered to solve any bug problem. While I'm currently using the Stem Bug Killer Spray, they also have a Stem Bug Killer Aerosol, a Mosquito Repellent Spritz, and a whole bunch more. At Stem, they believe that Mother Nature could teach us a thing or two. And let's be real. If anybody knows how to fight bugs, it's Mother Nature. STEM, rooted in nature, optimized by science. Safe for use around people and pets when used as directed. STEM products are available online through Amazon and in stores at big box retail stores such as Walmart, Target, and even Dollar General or Walgreens. Visit stemforbugs.com to learn more and visit at stemforbugs on Instagram. Get yours now. (laughs) 